Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Prefer not to say podcast once again. And we uh, are here with another installment of Pointless Debates. And today we picked another fun topic. Book versus film. Mm-hmm. This Get is always a fun debate. Yeah, this is a fun <laughs> debate amongst anybody because there's always, you know, there's always those complaints. Once when, when a book gets turned into a movie, there's so many people who love the book who just do nothing but complain about it. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do this right. This is not how that happened. And this character's supposed to be like this, and this plot's supposed to unfold this way. Yeah, it's just. <sighs> I think it's pointless because the intention of the movie most of the time isn't to follow the book completely. They just saw a property that they thought they could commercialize and they capitalized mm-hmm. on it. Honestly, that and uh, <laughs> if they're just trying to like transcribe it over from book to film, then it would be boring. It wouldn't be anything new. Everybody would see everything coming. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to really create the visuals mm-hmm. like the book only does so much. So you always got to use your imagination and nine times out of 10, you know, your imagination isn't going to translate to the movie that someone else made that. And you got to afford them some, uh, some, uh, creative design over, over the project that they're working on. Otherwise it's not even their project. You know? I Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like creative license. You kind of have to give that to artists because you know, an artist's goal isn't just to copy another person's work completely. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever they complain create. about changes, it's like, no, there's things that make sense for the movie. I mean, yeah, I will say, though, um, one instance where I do thought the books were better than the movies was Twilight. Uh, I don't I don't have any frame of reference because I did not read any of the books. If I did, I would not have seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I read the books and saw the I saw the movies in theaters. Don't know why. Mm hmm. I, yeah, I don't know why I did. Uh, I don't know why I read them either. I guess I was just curious. But um, oh, it's all garbage. I mean, mm-hmm. just <laughs> in essence, it's all garbage. But the movies are just much worse than the books. <laughs> I basically got tricked either by myself or my friends to see, I think, the first three films in theaters. And uh, were you hooked in because I, you're I like, realized- oh, it's vampires. And then you realize, like, this is not vampires. <laughs> Pretty much. So, like, when the first one came out, I didn't know anything about the series, you know, and I wasn't, like, super, you know, deep into social media. So I wasn't, like, paying attention to who was actually, like, hyped about this movie. But, like, all the teaser trailers I'd seen for it was just, like, that one scene in the first movie where he he fights that that other dude with the ponytail, like, rips his fucking head off. You know, that's the oh. only scene I saw. And so I'm like, oh, shit, new vampire movie. We ain't had a good one since Blade. <laughs> I and was high. <laughs> and then you see it and you're like, oh, this is like an not hour. What in, I I'm thought. like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you realize that scene is literally five seconds because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that fight scene is so short that that hurt. That hurt me so bad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Oh, apparently that. uh. Uh, it's actually getting released finally because uh, around the time Twilight was popular, uh, Stephanie Meyer had started writing a companion novel to Twilight called Midnight Sun, and it was supposed to be everything from Edward's perspective. And it's actually Ooh. getting released now. Oh, OK. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, wait a decade. You know, that's a that's a good time to wait. <laughs> Here's my question, though. Is it is it like his perspective, his entire life or just the interaction <gasps> no, it's, it's, with that particular yeah, it's, narrative? What happens in Twilight, you see his perspective because it's so because the first one is still from the point of view of Bella. It's going Mm -hmm. to be his point of view of everything. 
Which is the only... I think this is the only one you can logically do a companion with. Because mm-hmm. there's just too much going on in the, the rest of the books for it to even... You know, you to even attempt it because, you know... It's like, because, you know, when he he's not... They're not together the entire time in this story of that first book. So it's like, oh, they do their separate thing. But then the rest of it, it's like they're so intertwined that it's like, you know, you can't really make a companion because he's there the entire time. Mm-hmm. The the companion <laughs> novels for the rest of the books are just like his inner monologue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's just, you know, it's funny because like there's a lot of movies that are based on books that it's like I haven't seen the book. And then there's like a few books I've read where there's movies from and I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> so I was like, man, I guess I just voted all together. I've, I've been meaning to read Fight Club mainly because I've read several other Chuck Palahniuk books and that's just the one that I haven't yet. Actually, I haven't read much of his stuff in years, so there's several books I've missed like since like, I don't know, probably I probably the last one I probably was probably 10 years ago, if I'm being honest. But yeah, um, I don't know, there's a lot, you know, from what I've heard, the changes in Fight Club made more sense for the movie anyway. So there wasn't too many complaints. I mean, that's good. It's like with uh, the Watchmen, you know, the the couple changes they have in the film as opposed to the book, you know, the especially the like big twist end, you know, that 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 I feel like is uh, more understandable for audiences as opposed to the the, the shock value of, hey, we were creating a fucking uh, a scientific experiment and it ends up being a psychic alien. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I still need to read the graphic novel. I really love the movie, though. That's one of those movies I just, you know, a lot of people hate Zack Snyder. There's just something about mm-hmm. that movie. And seeing the ultimate cut. Mm-hmm. Just like all I of a sudden they didn't make the theatrical version. It's like, oh, this is amazing. I did like the uh, the small changes between the uh, the book and the film, which is why I'm like anybody who's like, I'm a book purist or the film is this. It's like they're they're both great in their own respects. But like the, one of the small changes in the uh, film is the. uh the the weight to the action sequences you know in the book they're just they're just people like they're not like super strong they're not batman-esque punching people through walls and stuff in the film you got people throwing each other through walls across rooms like but that's that's necessary for for the visual aid you know right well yeah i mean because like watchmen in general it's like they weren't like they're not like the they're not the typical superheroes they're just like Mm -hmm. people who are like yo let's do this Mm mm-hmm like the original minute man, it was like the police weren't doing their job. So we stepped in and it's like, man, I wonder if that's going to happen in 2020. I hope so. I'm That'd waiting. Cool. Like the, seeing that, seeing that dude dress as Batman and walking into a riot. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. if any year we're going to get mass vigilantes, it's going to be this one. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling past that. I had to do a double take. I was like, wait a minute. Was this in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> You're no. like, <laughs> <laughs> no, those, just, are, those are BLM <laughs> <laughs> signs. This didn't happen. I just <laughs> someone in Fade Distance is like, he's here. I was like, what? And I was like, like it was some major thing. Oh, that was funny though. You know, I I would love it if uh, you know, mass vigilantes rolled up in Portland and started taking care of the Fed police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, and I know there's a. I think it's funny when people like you know, love the book and don't care much for the film but they still love the movie anyway Mm -hmm. it's like it just becomes an entire obsession for them that's what i can appreciate anybody who could appreciate both it's like okay you're you get over yourself and you're like it's all great 
uh, like uh, the majority of the Harry Potter fans we know. <clears throat> they read the books. Like the books are amazing. They've seen all the films. I love these two. I haven't seen or read Harry Potter since four. I mean, I don't think I've read it since the second book, and I haven't seen it past the fifth, I want to say, myself. But more so, I'm speaking on the uh, the group of people that consumes it. They're, they're very... Oh, yeah middle of the road not book purist or film purist. well from what i will from what i tell there's a lot of people i mean they those both sides get a lot of praise in both areas in general so it's like mm-hmm. you know they they're both they're all it's all critically acclaimed as far as a franchise is concerned it's successful in every single which way um i know there's a lot of people you know i don't hear too many complaints for uh, uh lord of the rings either I mean, I personally don't care for Lord of the Rings, but uh, I mean, I, I like to trash talk it just to upset people, just to, just to be an edge lord because people like freak out, like, bro, and I'm just like, I'm just kidding, dude. Like, <laughs> hey guys, just, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, let's binge Lord of the Rings. How about no? Bah, <laughs> problems. No, I just, I just make fun of it because it's, it's one of those things. It's like I'm just not a big fan of like medieval fantasy in general. Mm. So it's like you know, I mean, they're very well done movies. Uh, I still don't understand why people fawn over Liv Tyler because I I I'm one of those people who does not find her attractive at all. No, <laughs> but uh, I know there was complaints about uh, the Hobbit movies mainly because everyone was like, "There's no reason to do three movies. You could have done two or one, and it would have been fine." Yeah, yeah, they definitely could have just done like one one three hour movie, like like Endgame or something, and I'd have been satisfied. Uh, but they, 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 they did three of them. <laughs> they did three. <laughs> they did three. When when they announced the first one, I was like, "Oh man, hell yeah, Hobbit movie!" Because like I loved the book. I absolutely loved the Hobbit book. I I'll, I'll reread it any day. But as soon as I found out that it was only like the first chunk, you know, they were <laughs> they barely make it anywhere. I'm like, "Oh come on, I'm gonna have to wait like six years to finish this." <laughs> Yeah, there was also um, early on, there were uh, concerns that people would think it would look weird because for some reason, Peter Jackson decided to film it at 48 frames per second. <laughs> and when you do higher film, when you do higher frame rates, it doesn't translate well. It's like that one movie. Uh, what's that Will Smith movie that was shot in like, was it 120 or 60 FPS? And they and Gemini they, Man. Yeah. And they wanted to project it as that and present it as that. And everyone was like, this just not look right. <laughs> oh man keep the ridiculously high frame counts to video games <laughs> or if you're doing <laughs> the only time i ever found it appropriate to shoot that is if you're doing slow motion because mm. you know what when you slow it down to like the normal viewing frames in the slow-mo on that just looks always looks awesome mm. yeah i know there, i know there's complaints there just because yeah i mean three movies and having to wait that long just to see the rest of it is, I saw the is, first one and then I just didn't care anymore. I'm like, okay, I don't, I can't do this again. I did this with Lord of the Rings. I can't do this with the Hobbit. Uh oh. I think that's the worst, the worst aspect of it when it comes to books versus films. You know, when the book comes out, generally speaking, unless it's some like long running series or something like, uh, was a Song of Fire and Ice. You know, people are still waiting on stuff for that, but. <laughs> 
generally speaking, you get the book and then it's like you have the book. You consume it at your own pace, you know, and they chunk it out into film into multiple films like that or a giant franchise. And it's like, all right, well, now you're being drip fed the stuff that you really want. It's like being on an IV of fun. You know, that's a good point to bring up because I know the. You know, with Game of Thrones being such a successful series. I think it's probably one of its pitfalls was the fact that they had to deviate because he didn't finish Mm -hmm. The story they suffered from the same thing that anime does all the time. Show got ahead of the fucking manga problems. <laughs> you know, I do think that's a problem where it's George R. R. Martin's literally just taking forever, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where it's like, dude, just write the book. What oh, is I he just, doing with his time? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like all these projects he's involved with from like mm-hmm. the standpoint of like overseeing things. But I think it's just, you know, I think the issue I have with artists like that is almost like they get too much into their own hype. Mm-hmm. Because there are just some really, you know, and I think there's like, is there like, what is he doing with the story? Is he doing something to like move the story in general along or is he just trying to do more world building? Because I think that's one of the biggest downfalls to a lot of artists is they're so consumed with their world building that the product doesn't, you know, quite match up. It's like if you take a look at Star Wars, I think had, you know, there not been such a concern for world building that you could have done a lot better story wise. But then again, I think I think he should have not you know, solely written and directed the prequels himself. <laughs> I mean, are they as bad as, you know, people want to say it's like, maybe they're not as bad. Cause there's some cool points, but you know, the fact that, you know, cause the original trilogy wasn't all him. It was, you know, he did the first one and then he passed it off and kind of oversaw the, the, the latter two. Mm-hmm. Or it's like the, or it's like the Wachowskis, you know, the matrix first one. Great. They get too, con- they got too concerned with world building and it just all fell apart. And then they continue to try to keep doing that motif of world, but like they what was that <laughs> Jupiter ascending or whatever they came out with that didn't do well. I mean, that just looked awful. That's one thing I will say translates better into book format is when, when they want to go that in depth with world building, just start releasing books, comics, all this uh, supplementary material, you know, I mean, you don't it doesn't have to even, it, condense it all into, into a single film or a couple films. Cause at the end of the day, that's only like what, six hours of content that they're consuming you know whereas you could just keep printing books endlessly nobody's gonna get tired of those yeah and and i think that's where the you know that's where the issue of book versus film comes into play because you know once they deviate it's you know you can't really it's like you can only complain about certain aspects because you know you can't really blame the source material because there Mm -hmm. isn't any at a certain point but anime i think that the problem with that is because you know traditionally anime would run a year round episode every week so they would just get ahead I mean, now they're being smart about it and most a lot of shows are doing, you know, oh, hey, we'll do up to this point and then we'll take a break. Mm -hmm. Or they just decide, yeah, we let's let's remake it instead. (laughs) It's almost like they had a super genius idea way back. They're like, we're ahead. Ah, We'll just we'll just rewrite it later and (laughs) re-release the show. Ah, look, here comes Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I like how they're doing. Because um, Callie and I have been watching Fruits Basket. Um, and that when that anime came out, it was just one of those one-shot series. It was like 26 episodes, and it only covered so much. 
and it wasn't complete and it just sort of like ended it anime wise but then they decided to go back hey the story's complete let's do the entire thing now and let's do it right and I'm watching it now I'm like this is so much better there's so much more development and there's so many things that weren't included in this like very like streamlined version you know speaking of manga and by that I mean we're going to change to comic books Okay. Actually, let's just call this source material versus like versus uh yeah. I will have to we'll, I'll have to title it something else because it's not even just book and film. Books it's versus just, films. It's really just source <laughs> versus films. Yeah, print versus films. Could be anything, That's man. Ju- yeah, could be, print versus <laughs> printed could be spoken word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> source material versus adaptation. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Because uh, I, like I know there's a lot of. There's so much back and forth with anything comic book related. Mm-hmm. That kind of bothers me. Mainly because one side gets it worse than the other. And by that, I mean Marvel gets to change things all the time and no one complains. But DC wants to change a few things and everybody just flips. People need to ride the line. <laughs> I, I preach this every single time. When, it, when when a new comic book movie comes out, unless it's like the 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 direct-to-video like animated titles you know those are literally just comic to screen like it perfectly transcribed like they may add in some extra lines or some extra filler fight scenes or something but generally speaking that's just exactly how the story happens i mean because you can but, do you can do things in animation that you can't do in real life so right. <laughs> but when it when it comes to changing from comics to film it's like you need to ride the line like i'm i'm one of those people's like i've i've read the comics i love them absolutely i'm still 100 on board for every single one of these films even though they change some of the stuff that drives me up the fucking wall you know but you got to ride the line in the center and be like look I know it's supposed to go down this way, you know, but I'm still enjoying this as it is. You got to like break away and allow yourself to, to like separate it, you know, with the whole, the Marvel universe thing, they're like, Oh, well we're going to change Thanos's whole motive for doing what he's doing. Of course. I'm like, Oh, fuck that. That's wrong. This dude just has a boner. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been too real for some people though. I don't think, I don't think people would have been able to handle that story. <laughs> but, he did all this for a girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like at the end of it, you know, I'm still like, this is a great, you know, a great, a great series that uh, got great performances from everybody. Josh Brolin couldn't have picked a better motherfucker for Thanos. Well, I mean, up. the the accomplishment of pulling this universe off itself is a feat. I mean, are the, mm-hmm. all the movies perfect? No, there's plenty of them I can write off. But the the fact that they went, you know, when you can go an entire decade building up to this like one event, mm-hmm. you know, no one else has been, you know, no one else would have thought of that, you know, and, and it wouldn't have been plausible, like you know, until nowadays, given technology. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, there's some changes that I agree with, like uh, you know, the whole. Peter Parker's still in high school and then Tony Stark is a mentor. I thought that was genius. Yeah, it's 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 I feel like it was necessary, you know, on on Marvel's end cuz a big thing for Marvel Comics has always been like identity. You know, I mean, uh Stan, the the character Spider-Man was originally created just for just for the, like the the scrawny nerdy types to have a a superhero to identify with, you know. And so the the choice to to have him be a teenager under Tony's wing in the entire film series was great because outside of that I mean who did the youth really have to identify with as the characters they're all adults they're all dealing with like a adult issues you know where's the kid in the in the gang because they're not all yeah. adults at the same time throughout all of comic book history 
You know, there's, also, there's whole I, groups of kids out here fighting crime. Also, their uh, their uh, their approach to the both of those Spider-Man movies was just perfect. Like, I think that they they took the best approach with the villains, especially because it's like, oh, this is not just like you know circumstantial. It's like this has been planned and well thought out, and these are just normal dudes who are just taking advantage of their resources. Like. Mm-hmm. Who, who would have thought that those would be the best villains instead of like, you know, the it's like they, you know, it's not extinction level event. It's like confined to the whatever small area they happen to be in. But yeah, and then, uh, you know, and I was just, you know, it always irked me with the complaints for DC because it's like, look, we have to ground this in the movie should be grounded in reality. That's the point. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. not everything can be absolute maximalist escapism. You know, when Christopher Nolan did Batman, one, I think that was one. That was a moment where everybody had to take like superhero movies seriously. They're like, "Wait, we can make really good ones now." Mm-hmm. I guess this is the standard. But also, it's just, it was just his approach and the fact that it was confined to that. You know, he did a trilogy and then he confined it to the trilogy. It's like, you know, are there a few things that are wrong with it? Yeah, but overall, I don't. For one person to man that franchise and mm-hmm. do as well as he did. I gotta say, I am a I'm a huge fan of the uh, the humanity imposed in all of the DC films. You know, in insofar as to say is like in the comics, you know, Batman's like crazy strong. Dude's bench pressing two thousand pounds. He's just Christian Bale in, in, in yeah in those movies. He's just a really fit <laughs> he's just dude. a dude. <laughs> well, also, I think uh, it was genius how he approached Harvey Dent. Where it's like mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, two faced, this like, you know, maniacal, you know, mobster type, you know, typical boss man character. They, he turned almost into like a tragic antihero. It was he was mm-hmm. a victim of circumstance, and he's like, oh, the coin's gonna decide everything. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I've n- I've never felt that I would identify with a villain so much as I, I did with Two Face in that film. Also, also kind of got fucked, and he was like, "It's over." (laughs) I mean, that in conjunction with what was going on with the Joker was such a smart move. I was like, "Okay, you incorporated two villains, but the way you approached it was just, you know, no." It's like you know, no one was expecting that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's you know, but it was so many people want to complain, like anybody who complains about BVS, and it's like, look, get over it. This was actually. If you're looking at it from a film standpoint and a storytelling standpoint, I wish this was on print because it, it kind of made things a little more realistic. It's like we need to stop acting like Batman never kills people because it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's happened it's, so many times. I, I like I, I get it. The whole Batman doesn't kill. It's part of his, his code of ethics. But I mean, it's happened in the comics. Sure, it's been retconned and stuff, but like it happened as a, it's a character flaw that he had way back. But you also have to acknowledge in their mind over that. It's like it, people like to say, "Oh, well, he's he's out here blatantly murdering people in the film." It's like not really. I mean, he's kind of, he's he's definitely causing it, you know. But he's not really. That's not his intent. He's just out here like fuck it, stop the problem. And that was that was the the case of all the deaths that he caused in the comics. You know, like the, the one time he let the Joker die, he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you, but I ain't got to save you." It was that type of vibe. And people like oh. to forget stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, there's a lot we didn't get to see too. It's like one of the Robins is obviously dead, mm. and he's been Batman in in the in this version. He's been doing it 20 years. Like, 
what is wrong with I hate the complaint of when a character when they make a character jaded and people hate it it's like look wouldn't you go crazy too or just like be dead inside it was like like jaded Luke in Star Wars I was all for it (laughs) I was all for that I was like look I'd probably be that way too man try to restart the Jedi Academy and your own blood is like ah I'm evil just screaming at you and then you're like oh I'm gonna murder him conflict you know (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I was about to kill my family (laughs) yeah it's a yeah I don't know I just think there's such a weird thing to complain about but you know well and that was also an instance where you know there was a lot more of source material that was lifted that you know just really isn't like there are finer things that were lifted it wasn't like the blatant outright you know typical storyline you know it's like uh or like man of steel Mm-hmm. You know, people complained about that. You know, when he killed Zod, everybody complained about that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, actually, I think Chris Terrio said that there was a scene that was going to explain that actually explained why he did it. And, and of course, it's not in the it's not in the film. It didn't get filmed at all. Oh, it was wow. a scene. I think he explains it. If you remember it correctly, it was a scene where he was uh, young Clark was out hunting with his dad and he actually kills something and just can't handle it. And then his dad has to console him and like like frame it in a way the perspective like handle it yeah and and that was going to be used to justify because i know a lot of people freaked out at that i was like you know when he snapped his neck i was like yeah (laughs) so he's just he's trying to be you know he's trying to be the good you know boy scout superman but nope not happening yeah i mean superman's don't kill policy is just a is a is a flaw of comic book writing (laughs) like Anytime he would be put into a situation where it's like his only options where his only logical options would be let people die or kill this person. Of course, he supermans his way out of the problem. He, he whatever. He's just he just bro punch face until one of us passes out. Like he just does some <laughs> shit like that and it just works. But I, lo- I love the list that uh, you can look up of all the plot armor they've applied over the years of just mm-hmm. all the ridiculous stuff they've wrote in for him. Like when he turned into the coffee cup to, to, to be hidden. Uh, oh (laughs) shape-shifting that one's one's hyperbole on on my part is is uh he he basically grabbed his face and contorted it and turned into an alien the coffee cup thing is just like uh an example of how ridiculous he can be that's (laughs) (laughs) it's like he can do this why not be a fucking coffee cup like Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all kinds of ridiculous shit like that. Instantly understanding foreign languages, like not the only uh, DC character to have that ridiculous ability. By the way, right? I'm sure. I'm sure there are countless characters throughout mm-hmm. history who just have ridiculous abilities. Yeah, it's just you know, and the fact that people are so divisive over it, and like you know, will go to war over topics like this. It's like, mm-hmm. look, can people just enjoy things? Unless something's it. outright bad, but you know, I, I the thing that people need to understand is like you're dealing with artists. Like I said earlier, artists don't want to just they want to do their own. They they seek out these projects because they want to do their own version, not because they want to make your you know fanboy fantasy movie. Right, like if you if you want exactly what you want out of the film, I suggest you generate the currency to fund it, and then hire animators 
actors, special effects artists, and that's probably it because you're not needing a writer. You're just reading from the fucking book. That's where everybody's going to get their lines. You know, there's, there's, you don't need a director heading it. Everybody's just going to look at the book and give you what that, that, that one to one ratio that you're after. Yeah. And and that can honestly just back off. That can honestly be problematic if someone were to do like that because it would probably just end up being flat. Like the reason I like these movies are because of the styles and nuances that these directors put in the movies. Like Christopher Nolan, it's like, I don't want to say he has a style. He has a specific way of doing things. And there's a reason why his movies are do well. Mm-hmm. Like he knows how to make movies. And just, the, and you know, the way he adapted that story is just, you know, it's one of a kind, you know, and, and this is a dude who, Every other, you know, I think every single other one of his films are all original, except for I think his film Insomnia, which was written by somebody else. That was a loose remake of another film. But other than that, you know, oh, I take that back. The Prestige was based on a book. Yeah, he adapted. He adapted. I haven't read that book. That's a great movie. Have you seen The Prestige? I have not even seen the film. No, you'd like The Prestige. Mm hmm. Because it's it's about magicians, but it has this kind of like you know it turns sci-fi. Yeah, I was I was gonna say somebody <laughs> said there was something like uh, like uh, multiverse theory in it or something like that, and I was like, yeah, that'll hook me if it's something crazy like that. But we have the movie. Oh, okay. I guess I'm watching that this week. <laughs> David, Bo- David Bowie plays Nikola Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> that's that's it, sold. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's like it goes. It has a really good, you know, kind of like noirish mystery going on, and it's like you know, told in flashbacks, so it's non-linear, and you just you know get the story going on, and then once you get the reveal, you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. All right, I'm about it. I'm gonna check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'll have to read the book to see how that holds up. Yeah, there's just so many movies I've seen uh that uh are, you know, bo- you know, books I haven't read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'd say um I read a Clockwork Orange years ago and I saw the movie. That I kind of prefer the book. Mm-hmm. But the book Oh no, not the not the book. I prefer the movie. The book's really odd because it has a lot of this weird European slang throughout it that you just sort of mm-hmm. have to pick up. And it's really odd read. And there's also they omit the last chapter in the movie because the last chapter of the movie is literally him just being like, yeah, I'm going to get a normal life. This kind of sucks. <laughs> Whereas the book, it's like, oh, he's back to his old ways. And then it's like, end it there. He's still a monster. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they omitted that because they thought American audiences wouldn't go for that. That sucks. I feel like that's the better ending. But yeah, then again, I, I haven't it's, seen it or read it. So it's just it's it's a very plain ending. It's like he runs into one of his friends who like got married and he's just living in a flat and wherever in like wherever in England, I think. Is it England? I don't remember. Some part in Europe. Somewhere and he's over just the like, pond. He's like, Man, maybe I should just do better. <laughs> kind of kind of flat i mean in the book it makes sense but once again it's one of those things where you know the movie doing it in the movie made more sense this way mm-hmm. yeah that's why i like to stick to i think that's why i like original movies that aren't franchises yeah it's it's singular 
It's singular. It's it's all good. It's singular. It, it starts and ends. You can't have some purists come out of nowhere and be like, actually, this is bad because. Like, what do you mean? This is brand new. It's bad new. because it's not based on a book. <gasps> that's that's the new level. That's the new level. That's, that's, that's a new level of just like, being ridiculous. It's not adapted. I don't want to watch it. A new purist has entered the battle. <laughs> they uh, they only consume adapted material. Don't mm. even read the source material. Just they only consume mm. <laughs> properties that have been taken and made something else. That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch anything unless it's been like unless it's already existed and then it's gotten that Disney touch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, you know, Disney is a whole rabbit hole of really odd things. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from the blatant, you know, terrible things about Walt Disney that everybody knows by now. Mm-hmm. But the fact that all these stories that were taken from Brothers Grimm Tales and like Disney fied and like, oh, it all works out in the end. Like, nah, dude, these are twisted. Mm-hmm. Real messed up. Uh, yeah, it's. That's wild. Uh, I just always hate that argument like, you know, the book's better, the movie's better. It's like, mm. can we just I like just, things if we want to? I just want to tell everybody, like, respect the book, sure, but, like, understand the movie's meant to be different. Yeah. That's, what, that's my major takeaway from this, is everybody's expecting specific things out of the adapted form, whether it's the, the book version <laughs> of a film or the film version of a book or whatever media it's from you're expecting too much from a from a new take on an original i don't know i just like uh i don't know i i'm still curious to see if we'll get any further with uh any more joker style movies of batman villains because like was it perfect no but that's a really he 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 introduced an interesting concept in storytelling Mm -hmm. like oh let's take this completely you know rooted in reality and let's see where we go like i see like i like idea one a clay face movie Mm -hmm. just a a monster movie actor who's just like oh i can't take it yeah or uh no someone proposed that he should uh really go uh full shapeshifter and just have dozens of actors play the same role that would just be, be fit for yeah just be fit for the situation it's like the imaginarium of dr parnassus <laughs> times 20 <laughs> yeah but but find some like you know you'd have to find some like really like i want to say small but very like you know a very neutral person maybe maybe androgynous too just like you don't somebody, there's no definitive look and they could just morph into all these different roles somebody who's somebody who's uh not a household name yet somebody who's not a household name not not very well known and somebody who very easily could appear to be like either or anything in between so you have a basically a (sighs) blank slate that all the other characters morph from clay face neutral (laughs) (laughs) yeah just neutral human being you know a stick figure just that you can change whatever you want Dude, I, I would love that for all of these. Like, I would love a freeze movie, but you don't mm-hmm. you don't make a point that it's freeze until the end because people would just like lose it. Mm-hmm. Or I'd like a, I don't know, I'd like a may. I want to say Riddler and Scarecrow. I don't know how 
you'd have to do it right for them to exist on their own. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they they only stand so strong on their own in any story with Batman. Maybe a movie together. I don't know, man. Riddler is one of my least favorite like <laughs> heels. I just don't understand that guy. His whole gimmick <laughs> is just jokes and riddles. Like, come on now. Here's a thinker for you. Shut up. You're going to jail. <laughs> oh, I've always, I've, I've always wanted Riddler to appear, and I've always wanted NPH. <laughs> just because that would be perfect. I'd see that. I'd see that. I don't like the Riddler, and I'd see that. <laughs> Just as long as it's not Jim Carrey Riddler. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was I appreciate rough. Rough. that. I appreciate that because it was so like over the top ridiculous. Also, I mean, it's just it's Jim Carrey. That wasn't the Jim Riddler. I mean, that was Jim Carrey. <laughs> that was Jim Carrey. He just like you know dyed his hair and wore green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Jim Carrey in real life was like, I'm gonna be a villain, he'd be that. <laughs> yeah. Or there's just you know. I like adaptations that, you know, it doesn't matter. Like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> there's not there's nothing you can compare it to because the games are just like really just <laughs> they're hokey adventure games. Mm-hmm. Like they had to come up with a story for it. and It wasn't bad. Like I'll, I'm seeing the sequel. Also, you know, it's like Jim Carrey kind of like returned to form in this. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. It's like, oh, you're back to you're back to the Jim Carrey we love and not being such a weirdo. You know, what's crazy about it. There's actually a surprisingly deep rich lore behind sonic the hedgehog like i didn't i didn't think about it myself because <laughs> awesome. like i never got into all the uh all the other media you know to me sonic was always just a a to b side scroller you know but sure enough there's a, a loyal following that was like we know everything about this and <laughs> you, if you fuck this movie up and then they cyber bullied a whole a whole production company <laughs> <laughs> luckily because i didn't realize you know i didn't realize it was just the, the whole film wasn't done yet mm-hmm. and then they redid it as fast as it was like oh okay so it really wasn't all done yet so they could yeah. go back and be like yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna change this up a little bit because <laughs> you that that original one was rough to look at i was like what in the hell's going on here that is not sonic a creepy little blue monster that's what that was <laughs> oh it was one of the uh one of the gremlins all grown up dived in a bucket of paint (laughs) oh i just hated like the eyes separated Mm -hmm. i was like no this is a weird humanoid mutant creature is not sonic that's okay so that's where we need to draw the line on uh grounding (laughs) things in reality if it's like in an an amorphous animal creature or some shit like that no it cannot look i don't want to know what a real life like have you seen those pictures of real life real life animated characters like the real life spongebob and patrick is horrifying or like the the real life dbz characters oh krillin Oh, I was like, yeah. Krillin's nightmare fuel, but <laughs> <laughs> or Frieza. <laughs> that stuff unsettles me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm glad you don't exist. This is mm-hmm. this is not good. I'm sorry. He looks like what? Yeah, I'd have tapped out of every single one of those fights. I don't care if I could smoke them. I'd have just been like, no, I don't want to be around this. I can't even look at this oh. guy. It's about that time. Mm-hmm. Listeners, what do you think? Do you guys like you prefer the book? Do you prefer the movie or any Source other material media that gets changed adaptation. over? Yeah. Uh, do you have any favorites? Do you have or recommendations? Are you smart and you enjoy them both? 
I think we'll probably get a lot of that. Yeah. It's like everybody who enjoyed, you know, Rise of Skywalker. It's like they're just happy this new Star Wars for him. Even though it was complete garbage. <laughs> I oh, I was so I saw that in theaters. I was so mad by the end of it. I was like, really? <laughs> I I figured it out, man. If if any movie is like has me feeling iffy about it, I just don't see it in theater, and then I won't be upset about it. <laughs> I'll either wait till it comes to a streaming platform, or I'll rent it for like five dollars, and I'll be like, "That's well, fine. I had, well, it's it's because I had the VIP membership, yeah. yeah. So I was seeing two movies a week because it, it, yeah, it was twenty bucks like, a month. That's like seeing free movies anyway. So was, you know, you're not really losing anything. <laughs> All right, everybody, it's another episode of Pointless Debates. Do you guys have any pointless debates you'd like discussed? Let us know in the comments of all our social media because we're on all the things and mm-hmm. on all the streaming platforms. Well, no, we're not on all the streaming platforms. That requires a little work that I decided to like not do. <laughs> but yeah, you know, still more fun episodes coming all the time. We're going to try to get some more interviews soon, hopefully. It's just, it's rough trying to get interviews happening right now. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it'll work out. Yeah, that's the show for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace.